Hey, it's Greg Stanley. As a new aspect of my automotive passion and hobby, I am a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. If you need assistance consigning a collector car at Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, Auburn, West Palm, or Hershey, email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Well, welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. Today we have a really cool and interesting collection we're going to review that's coming up for auction at RM Auctions Auburn Fall. I'd like to welcome Dave Leidenbach. Dave, how you doing? Yeah, doing great. I tell you, I'm I'm honored and thrilled to be asked to do this, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I find your collection really interesting, very eclectic. So if you would, I, I don't want to go into all the cars, but uh, kind of give us an overview of the cars that you're consigning with uh, RM for Auburn Fall and kind of an overview of what is in the collection, maybe some broad strokes, and maybe a couple cars that you have a certain personal connection with. Okay, well, I guess I'd start off by saying that there's uh, 71 cars, and I sent 65 off to Auburn, Indiana, to be auctioned off. Uh, it was it was really difficult deciding what ones to keep and what ones to send off, but it worked out. And so I'm looking forward to doing this. I will tell you, it's a, a broad stroke selection of cars, everything from eight Mercedes to a couple of 1960 Edsels that are twins. They're both bright red. One's a hardtop, one's a convertible. There's a 59 Nash Rambler American. There are Lincolns. I know friends who collect nothing but GTOs or nothing but Mustangs. Well, this is not like that at all. If there's any similarity to these cars, we would try to go with big engine cars. That's always fun to step on the accelerator and know <laughs> right. there's something there. So that's really the, the similar theme through this collection. Okay, and I've pulled out a few more. It seems like you like the color red. They're not all red, but there's a handful of red ones in there. And like you said, uh, some big block convertibles, some 60s muscle I also notice a fair amount of wagons. Do you like sports wagons or wagons in general? The wagons are kind of an, an interest to me. I've never taken these cars to shows except for one, and that was a show about 70 miles from St. Louis at, at Carlisle Lake. They do a damn tour. The parade of classic cars goes across the lake, and I took that 59 uh, Nash Rambler American Wagon. It's white. It looks, it is showroom perfect. And uh, we took that across through that parade. My girlfriend and her two young kids. And I, I tell you, I felt like Ozzy and Harriet driving that car. The crowd just was so excited to see that car. There were a lot of other cars, like 57 Chevys. I've got a nice, beautiful red one of that. And uh, there was a number of those there. And there was a number of what you can usually consider the muscle cars. But, man, when they saw that station wagon go through, people were a lot of people just jumping up and cheering, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's where I kind of have a personal connection with quite a few of the cars that you've consigned, mostly from my childhood. So <laughs> there's a couple here I just wanted to mention. And you also collected quite a few cars in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, notably quite a few Lincolns in the late 70s. Is that just another car that you just always liked? I remember at some point in time I had the Mark IV 
five, and then I thought, well, I got a four and a five. I need to have a six. So, so I, <laughs> I did go out looking for that, and uh, and the same thing happened with the the Mercedes when I started buying Mercedes. Then I thought uh, a friend of mine and I said, I said, hey man, you know, I think we need to get like a Mercedes for every day of the week. Wouldn't that be cool? And then we did that. So we ended up ended up with seven of them, and then. It was like I accidentally ran into a really nice deal on another one, and then it became eight, and then for a while I was saying, okay, maybe I'm working on every day of the month. However, I never went past eight on the Mercedes, but the, the of the Mercedes, five of them are AMGs. I love that part of their, their line. It's just they're beautiful, fast cars. Right, and you have some cars that are not often seen at auction, at least not yet. They're kind of the 70s and 80s cars. They didn't think they would be quote-unquote collectibles. So now when you find one that's in pristine shape, really great shape, it's something to behold. So I'll call out a few cars here from my childhood. So one of them would be a 1976 Ford Granada Gia Coupe. Uh, A buddy of mine, that was what we took to high school every day. This was Emerald Green and (laughs) He would armor all the seats like crazy, so you're in the back seat and you go sliding from one side to the other side. He had them <laughs> armored up so much. So that one brings back some really good memories. And obviously the, the late 70s Lincolns, I was fortunate to ride in some of those when they were new. Another car I like to call out is your 88 Buick Century Limited. So that was probably one of the most common cars around in the late 80s. Not the most common, but you saw quite a few of them. And I had one as a sophomore in college that was actually stolen ironically i mentioned it on my last podcast is one of the one of those cars from your childhood if you can get it now while they're out there get it now and this is the one i mentioned because i had some fond memories about it being stolen during college and getting it recovered and it was recovered by the police and so it's ironic that that's the car that you have coming up for sale at auburn fall and yet i just mentioned it on last week's episode so uh, what's the story behind that that's not a car folks most folks would collect I bought that car, and if I remember correctly, I had three, maybe even four cars that I bought at the same time, and that Buick was one of them that came with it. It it is seldom that I would ever go out and target and look for a car to buy and be successful at. It's usually that I would get a call from different dealers that I know across the country who knew that I would buy sight unseen if they had the right criteria. And the criteria really was that if somebody came in and they really needed to unload a car and they needed the money and the car was in pristine condition or what I call showroom perfect. And it could either be original or a restore Sometimes there's people who are still the original owners, and they just get to a point where they just have to unload the car, and they got to unload it in a hurry. Sometimes it's a divorce. Sometimes it's just the wife saying, it's done, get it out of here, whatever it is. So that's how I came across most of these cars or people that I know at classic dealerships across the country. Wow, yeah, and you have some what I would call sleeper cars. These are cars that are starting to appreciate, starting to get some uh, level of following that maybe they had not had in the past. I'll call out a few of these cars. One of them is your 1985 Ford LTD LX. And now this is a car, you know, it comes with the 5.0 Mustang engine. And so as the Fox Body Mustang prices 
start creeping up, some of the other cars that shared that same architecture are creeping up as well. So I thought that was a really cool one to have in your collection. To talk about your diverse tastes, I'm also looking at a 1988 Toyota Celica GT convertible, which <laughs> a lot of the Asian cars have been appreciating here lately, as people have love for the 80s and the Asian cars that were available then. And then I mentioned the Fox Body Mustang, and you have a really nice, looks like a 93 Ford Mustang convertible, bright yellow, right? Yeah, that thing that thing is so perfect. It is beautiful. And the, the Mustang fans, if I take if I have that out on the street, man, I get people pulling me over. They want to look under the hood. They want to see what this thing is all about, you know. And uh, and the, the Mustang fans identify it right away as being uh, the Fox bodies. Right. Now, what's the story on the 1985 Chrysler Executive Limo? I've just never seen that car. So I've got two of them a year apart. And that was when Lee Iacocca saved Chrysler out of, and pulled it out of bankruptcy. So we've talked about the cars that have come up for sale uh, at Auburn Fall. I have to know, can you share one or two cars that you're keeping from your collection? You mentioned, I think you said yeah. you had 71 cars you're selling, 65, so that leaves you about six in your garage. You know, the two that I really think are, that I wanted to keep was, uh, the one is my O, it's an O3 bright yellow hummer and wow if you look at this whole collection you say why would he want to keep a hummer in fact um when i bought this hummer i bought it as a collector then my girlfriend and i started making plans to go to colorado on vacation and i told her i said man i don't want to put the miles on it but i want to see what this thing does in those mountains so we hooked up the pop-up and drove out there she was driving it for about three hours and she said to me she said dave when you told me you were going to buy a hummer i asked all my friends who the hell would want to own a hummer but now that i've been <laughs> driving it for three hours i love this car she said i think this is my favorite car i've ever driven and it is it is so different to drive that thing on the highway or anywhere and and that car gets 12 miles to the gallon whether you are city driving, highway driving, pulling a 2,000-pound pop-up or a 4,000-pound boat, or driving up 12,000 feet above sea level in the mountains. It gets 12. <laughs> That's it. It's 12. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the best day and the worst day, right? You get 12. <laughs> That's right. That's it. And it seems so odd because I, I would put it in such different stress. You know, imagine most any other car. You know, climbing up the side of mountains, and we did some really aggressive trails, or pulling a 4,000-pound boat, man, your mileage, just, nope, not in that car. <laughs> the other car that I kept is a 2011 Dodge Challenger SRT, bright red, and when I bought that car, I shipped it to Ohio, dropped top, put a convertible top on it, and oh wow! I, that's just a real connection for me because when I've got that car out, man, people are just like, "What car is that? What? 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 <laughs> the, I didn't know they made convertibles, you know." So that, right. that's a real fun one for that too. Wow. Okay. Any older cars in your collection pre nineteen? I don't know, seventy five or so. Well, nineteen forty nine is the earliest one that I have, and um, that's a, a Buick Supra, and that's really interesting. That's got the hood that you can open side to side either direction. You know, it, it has always confused me how they were able to do that in 1949. But 
but it just unlatches and swings the other way. And so it's, it's an interesting car. The other one I have is titled as a 1949, but it is a George Barris car. Uh, it is a very unusual car, and I don't drive it out because it is so custom that I always felt like if even a fender bender would ruin it because I don't think there's anybody that could ever match the paint the way that thing is painted. I just don't think it could be done. So that one stayed in the warehouse. I would start it up and move it around within the warehouse, but I, I just never had the nerve to drive that one out. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. That would be a headache. <laughs> the extent of driving that car was from the auto transporter off the street into the warehouse and then that same route when we shipped it out. So that, that was it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, is there a car you have on your radar that you uh, hope to have one day? Well, I will tell you that I have a, a car on order, and that is the Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, okay. And they don't start making that truck until the end of 21, and so I figure sometime in 22 I'll take the uh, delivery on that. And But I have, I'm also infatuated with the Teslas. My girlfriend bought a Tesla 3. We got a hold of a Roadster that we made arrangements and used for about a month. And I'm telling you, driving driving those two those Teslas, they, they accelerate. <laughs> it's really interesting how those car, cars drive. So anyway, so right. I, that, I'd say that's the one I'm seeking out is the Cybertruck. Now, if you were to look at the 65 cars you consigned with RM and you had to keep one of them, like one of them that was maybe on the borderline if you uh, wanted to let it go or not, what which do you one mean? You mean, you mean which 12 <laughs> that were on the borderline, yeah. literally? Well, let's take 12 and rank them 1 to 12 and then tell me what the number one is. No, I'm not, <laughs> I won't do all 12, but I will tell you that there are two that I am really tempted. I just I just can't stand letting them go. And one of those is the 1964 black over red Impala, Chevrolet Impala convertible. And that has a the 409. Remember the Beach Boys song, She's So Fine, My 409? Well, yep. that is the exact car that they built that song about and around. It is the black over red, four on the floor, 409 engine, and that's it. And I've, I, So I've always had a connection to that car, and it is in such perfect condition. I just love it. Okay, that's cool, yeah, because I, I grew up with a Impala in my family, my uncle, and he still has it. He bought it in 66, a 1963 409 four-speed Impala uh, that I've been in love with since 1978. So I totally can understand you wanting to keep that one in your garage. That is really, really cool. Yeah, the, the other one that I'm so tempted about is the 1970 Pontiac GTL. It is a beautiful red with a tan top, and it is just... It's really a beautiful car. Runs great. I hate to see it go. I got to draw the line somewhere. So right. Well, and for our listeners to see all of these amazing cars in Dave's collection, just go to armsuthabies dot com and check out Auburn Fall. It's called the Dave Linebach Collection. It's as you scroll down, it's the the bottom collection. Uh, but there is something else I'd like to talk about a little bit, and that is that you have done 
in this call, you have done exactly what I consider the biggest reward to me for owning these cars, and that is it took you right back to when you were younger. And I'm telling right. you, it's amazing how many people walk into my warehouse and the first thing they do, oh, my God, this is the car that I had when I was first started driving or whatever <laughs> it is. And I love that. That's a huge reward for me. I, I used to take my elderly mother to the grocery store once a week, every Tuesday evening, and drop her off, and she would do her grocery shopping. And it was amazing to me. I always would use one of these cars, and it was amazing to me how many little old ladies or men would come up to her as she's getting out of the car or in saying, oh, I love your car, honey. And the first time it happened, this little <laughs> old lady came up to her and she said, I love your car. That's the car my husband and I had when we got married. And, and then all of a sudden, my mom and this stranger are like, hugging each other crying over this car and it was and, and then we we saw similar things like that happen many times after that so i don't know why it is but it's just so rewarding to be able to help people to get into this nostalgic mode of car ownership i totally agree and i've never done this before but i'm going to quote myself from my show last week <laughs> but when i was talking about your 88 buick century i said uh, this is a car I have to see. I probably don't need it. My wife will probably not let me buy it, but I'm going to sit in that car and soak in the memories when I'm in Auburn next week. So I really do appreciate uh, what a cool collection of cars you have that are coming for sale. That is yeah, really, really great. cool. Well, I tell you that Century is one of the finest running cars. What I mean by that is it starts right away. It drives. It works. It, I mean, everything about it works. and it just it's 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 like it's a new car. I mean, it just drives, and uh, you know when you get older cars, sometimes there's things that. But this one, that, and there's many of them that are like that. But that one is very dependable. It's really cool. It's like driving on a cloud. Very cushy. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I like to do at the end of these is play a little game. I did give you a heads up. A uh, little game I called Keep Cash and Crush. So I ask you, I give you three cars, and I ask you to tell me which one you want to keep forever, which one you don't mind selling to cash in, and then which one you don't mind sending to the crusher. So it's meant to be difficult, and I did tell you I would not pick any of your cars, Yeah. but what I decided to do was I decided to pick three cars that are also coming up for auction at Auburn Fall, just for fun. So it's three different decades, and I picked three wagons. So we'll see how you like the station wagons here. So the first one I picked for you is a... 1941 Mercury station wagon, one of the Woodies. Oh. The second car, yeah, second car I picked for you is a 1957 Buick Caballero estate wagon. What Beautiful color? Red, red and white. Oh, yeah, nice okay. Color. And then the third one I picked for you is a rare, not rare, it's an odd one. It's a 69 Corvette station wagon. Whoa. They have those kind of aftermarket yeah, kits. Sure. And so. Yeah, so a really pretty red with black interior Corvette station wagon. So your three cars are the 41 Mercury Woody, the 57 Buick Caballero Estate Wagon, and oh the 69 gosh. Corvette station wagon. So you have to pick one to keep forever, one to cash in, and oh one to gosh. crush. I, I, I really like custom cars. So that Corvette 
uh, or the Woody. Oh man, <laughs> really? Okay, I'm glad it's hard. <laughs> okay, so I'd have to go with. Uh, the the keeper would be. Oh man, I think. Uh, okay, I, I've got it now. Okay, so the Corvette okay. would be the keeper. The Woody would be the, what was the medium? Uh, that was the cash, cash it in. Oh, yeah. And the Crusher would be the... the uh, 57 Buick Caballero. Oh, man. <laughs> Your words, not mine. I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to get, get rid of any of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, we'll go with that if you're okay with it. So you keep the 69 Corvette wagon, you would cash in the 41 Mercury Woody, and you would crush, unfortunately. And what color was the Corvette? Red with black interior. Oh, yeah. Okay, that, that, that locks it in, yeah. Well, if you do want to add it to your collection, it will be at Auburn Fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'll at least get to see these three cars. That's great. That's right. All right. I'll track you down, and we'll see if uh, in person if you stick to these three in this order, okay? <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dave, so much for sharing your collection with us today. Uh, I loved it. It was real fun. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.